1: Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. We'll dive into the latest bubble slash tournament projections. It's Tuesday, so it's crop report time. We'll check in with Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Mitch and I write right up on Husker basketball and his level of optimism, what's yours right now, as we're 24 hours out from Nebraska Northwestern, and you know how the rest of the schedule goes. You're feeling okay about Nebraska basketball and dancing. Elijah and I will arm wrestle with that. You're welcome to chime in at 489-1240 or 800 825 Five eight six five. Can email Chris at HailVarsity dot com, and you're always welcome to check out the stream, be a part of it, and uh, jump in that way. The Hail Varsity YouTube channel can also find us on Hail Varsity Radio, Twitter on the X platform at HVarsity Radio, Some different platforms around on social media as well, ESPN 590, Omaha's ESPN, where you can find us on their Twitter platform, KFOR Sports and KFOR Facebook can hear us in Carney Hastings Grand Island on the Superstation and our friends up in Columbus on News Talk 900. So Mitch will unleash the fury coming up in about 15 minutes. In hour two, we'll get to some football thoughts with uh, spring ball upcoming, some offensive line takes, and, yes, lots of Super Bowl discussion. Jeremiah Searles will kick us off. Searles, Papa Searles at 5.05. And then I love catching up with Grant Wistrom, Mr. Uh, All-American, Mr. College Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ. G-Dub will join us at 5.25, get his take on the Chiefs, on the Rams, uh, his time, and and really just that... uh, that calm you need uh, from your coach and the vets when you get to Super Bowl Sunday. So we'll go there. 489-1240. Uh, calm is not a word I'd use to describe Nebraska basketball fans. That's okay. That's not uh, – it's National Compliment well, Day, and that's not a a knock. You have no reason to be calm If you're a Nebraska basketball fan, when was the last time a
0: Husker fan of any sport was calm? Probably the 90s,
1: right? Probably pre Elijah, okay? Uh, With the, listen, there's too much heart wrench and heartache and Lucy pulling the football on you. I totally get it. But there are some reasons to think this could go okay. And that's if you believe that the Illinois game was a turning of the corner with Nebraska basketball on the road. It's one performance. It was a gutty back-and-forth performance on the heels of a gutty come-from-behind, don't-lose-this-opportunity-at-home against Wisconsin. Now you go into Northwestern, and they're reeling a bit. They got to have it. Nebraska and Northwestern are really staring at one another. They're like the Spider-Man gif pointing at one another. I mean, they are... Quite frankly, mirror images where they've had some big wins. They've had some heartbreak on the road. They've both had their skids. I'll say this, that that there's not really, aside from, uh, is it Chico State or Chicago State or somebody, Northwestern's got that uh, stain on their carpet from Rover, okay, that <laughs> they'll never, ever, ever be able to scrub out. Uh, Nebraska's stains are... What? The, the fact you've blown a couple of double-digit leads on the road to teams that you shouldn't lose to. North Northwestern just lost at Minnesota. Minnesota's making a push. We'll see if they are for real tonight against Michigan State. Sparty, for whatever reason, their 2-7 and seven record against net-one opponents, excuse me, quad-one opponents, They are still a seven seed. We'll get to the crop report before we do that. It is roll call time. We'll do our starting five. First five folks in the stream, we give you a shout out. That's how we get segment one going. Brandon is in and you grandpa in it too. Mr. Jeff Snitley in at three. The artist formerly known as KG Kids for Life in at four. Uh, The uh, prosthetic pulse in at five new that's, one that's a new a new name welcome the prosthetic pulse yes thank you eric uh, off the bench at six rogers seven and uh you have greg in at eight rewind 2001 in at nine so uh rewind chimes in and uh says the following let's go husker basketball i see them going seven and one in their last eight that would make them 8 and 2 in their last 10 going into the tournament that would be incredible that would be nice and after northwestern they should win their games it's easier said than done to win out but indiana's not smiled upon right now but it's uh, still assembly hall Yep, Rutgers is not smiled upon, nor is Penn State right now. Both of them are coming home. And you have two against Michigan.
0: The worst team. (laughs) They are a
1: dumpster fire. I don't know how Jawan survives, except that he's part of the Fab Five, and you just lost Harbaugh. (laughs) So let's get into the crop report, Elijah. You've seen The Athletic and their latest bubble report. Uh, Lenardi put out his bracketology yesterday. It all start with the bracketology. Right now it's just 6, just a 6 pack for the Big 10. That is Purdue, that is Northwestern, that is Nebraska, that is Michigan State is a 7 seed. That is uh, Illinois and Wisconsin each at 3 seeds. And right now uh, Nebraska is a 9 seed per ESPN bracketology against 8 seed Clemson. Clemson's been fading in the ACC, but how appropriate could it, would it be for Nebraska to get their first NCAA win if they get there in Danny Nee's hometown of Brooklyn, New York? Huh? Is that not just fitting? Is that not storybook? Can we get Danny back to his second Nebraska game in 25 years uh, courtside, or give him a a, a blowhorn to to cheerlead a little bit? But, But in all seriousness, Uh, Nebraska, at least on the the latest bracketology, not listed as first four in, last four in, or Dayton bound. They are beyond that, so they're in that next group. But right now, um, you got a solid last night. And you and I talked about this Friday into the weekend when we were discussing the Kansas-Houston matchup. Uh, I thought Kansas would rise to the occasion at home. They looked great. They predictably coming off that Houston energy, and Kansas looked physical and tough, and they're, they're talented, but you knew that it was going to be a bit of a buzzsaw. I had to have it game from K-State. K-State got it done in overtime last night on Big Monday. Uh, that's big for Nebraska because you want your opponents that you've beaten to have successful seasons. That was big for Kansas State. I, I don't know that they're in because of it, but at least they're back in the conversation. It makes Nebraska look better mm-hmm. with that win. Uh, Right now, you you want Sparty to keep winning, I suppose, because of their strength of schedule. But Minnesota is a team that you could split with, and that loss doesn't look as bad anymore. Uh, It hurts a lot more because you're up a a boatload on them. So that's what I have for ESPN. The Athletic is really now, what, kind of focused on Northwestern. Northwestern's getting the microscope treatment that Nebraska got last week by the athletic, when it comes to that fringe team that you've got an argument to be in, but you you can't misstep because your margin for error is copy and paste. Quite honestly, of Nebraska and Northwestern from last week to this week.
0: Well, and you look at I, I love a site called bracket excuse me bracket matrix right now. What it does is it goes and compiles the bracketology from all the major sites and even some smaller sites as well. I think they end up using something like twenty five, maybe thirty different. Uh, different bracketology data points. Uh, As it stands right now, Nebraska's average seed is a 9.47. So they're somewhere on that 9 to 10 line. You look at Northwestern, they're at an 8.94. So they're pretty solidly a 9 as it currently stands. Both teams that... Might be in as it stands, depending on who you talk to, but but are still very much on the bubble, depending how the rest of the season goes. And you look at Nebraska-Northwestern being mirror images, even the way their season closes is pretty identical, with Northwestern having one quad one opportunity in front of them, just one, whereas Nebraska has two, uh, with Northwestern being on that line, going away from home. That's uh, right on that line of being quad one, quad two, and then you have Ohio State on the road a little bit later in the season That, as it stands right now. Ohio State still a quad one? Still a quad one as it currently stands, but they are dropping fast. So it might be a quad two by the time you actually hit the road and and get to Columbus. So both teams that have more to lose than to gain, probably over the last couple weeks of the season, whenever you look at the opponents that they have, it's about taking care of business. And uh, neither team has a, a... a, an easy path towards getting themselves off the bubble in a good way unless you really go and exceed expectations against the teams you're supposed to go beat. So the question whenever you turn to tomorrow kind of becomes who needs it more because you're, you're, both these teams are in a, a pretty similar spot. Northwestern's been great at home, but again, not many opportunities uh, later in the season to, to improve your standing. Nebraska's in the same boat. I don't know who needs it more in this basketball game. And that's what is kind of concerning to me with Nebraska. Because I think you looked at the Illinois game, the game that Nebraska needed more. They played like they need it more. Are you going to get a Northwestern team tomorrow that has their back against the wall being in very much a similar position to Nebraska? That If you drop one at home to Nebraska, it's probably going to drop you in bracketology, and and you're not in a place where you can afford to have many of those losses.
1: I think Northwestern can can win out if they don't win tomorrow night at home. But this is a, a tough time of year for a skid. For, for anybody, but Northwestern is really similar because, I mean, they're right there. I mean, they they had as good a shot to whack Purdue. Think about your, your monumental wins and your hey, we've got one of these for the resume nobody has, right? There's just a handful of teams. Nebraska, Northwestern, Georgia Tech. We're talking top four wins. Uh, whoever... Beat Houston and whoever beat UConn. I mean, there's just there's there's a handful of teams that have done it, and teams that have done it are are in on solid footing, with the exception of Nebraska and Northwestern, right now. So, I think Nebraska. I would favor Nebraska in in a little bit better headspace right now because you you blew a lead. Stop me if you've heard this before. You blew a double-digit lead at Northwestern. You lost in overtime. Your coach lost his mind, deservedly so, with the officiating <laughs> uh, at Purdue. So you're working on a two-game losing streak. you got to protect home court if you're Northwestern. They, they, they are tough. They, they shoot 40-some percent from three at home, and they're just in league play. And Nebraska needed home court. To, to get a win against them earlier this season. They needed a, a monster shot by Toma and they just outlasted. Because Northwestern's defense clamped down on Nebraska. Nebraska went up, never able to pull away. That's been different for Nebraska. They've, they've gotten up double digits on most people at PBA in conference and then won by 15 or more typically. That goes for Indiana. That goes for Purdue. Never really grew a lead against Sparty. So Anonymous checks in and has the, uh, the 22 number out there, tribute to Rex Burkhead. If we get to 22 wins in the regular season and get another two in the Big Ten tournament, are we guaranteed to be at least a three seed <laughs> in the NIT?
0: Wow. Well, another thought from Anonymous I think is less tongue-in-cheek is he thinks it's much better to be a 10 seed than an eight or a nine. I'll get your thoughts on that. Would you rather Nebraska be a 10 seed? Because I understand where he's coming uh, from. Here, the the point being that if you're an 8 or a 9 seed, you win your first round, you're you going to begin. a up 2 again.
1: seed versus uh, a 1. Yes. Listen, um, the the 8-9 matchup in Brooklyn that I highlighted for you, you, you take on UConn in the second round. Uh, the best I've seen Nebraska seeded was a 7 seed. This was after Purdue in Charlotte, so they were supposed to take on Carolina in Charlotte. Again, this is a couple of weeks back. I I think your, your best teams in college basketball right now, clearly Purdue and UConn, and I would put UConn above Purdue. Those are your two. Um, and as far as your two seeds, Kansas is in there uh Marquette's probably up there and uh, Houston's probably a one
0: the, the according are, to are you, according are, to Brad, bracket Matrix your top four Purdue and Connecticut are universally ones everyone right, has them yep. as a one seed Houston has been included as a two seed on two different brackets that they have uh, and then North Carolina is closer to six. Excuse me, eight different brackets. There are two seeds. Okay, so those are your top four: Purdue, UConn, Houston, North Carolina. Yeah, under the two seeds, Kansas, uh, Kansas, Arizona, Tennessee, and Marquette. Right now, they have Wisconsin as a three seed, along with Alabama, Baylor,
1: Iowa State. The the two seed I do not want any part of is Tennessee. <laughs> okay, Tennessee scores, uh, has a great tempo, and they play defense, and they look like they actually like playing defense. They're just all sorts of a ball of energy, although Rick Barnes has not been great in the tournament. So, so there is that. Give me the uh, the, the two seed though, right? I mean, does Kansas seem more beatable? Does Arizona seem more beatable? I don't know. Just let's let's get to that point where we're getting way, 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 way ahead of ourselves. Where Nebraska's in and they get their first round win, it will be a dogfight. Whether they're a, a, a ten seed, whether they're a 8 seed, whether they're a 9 seed, whether they fall to an 11, no fun.
0: But at least you
1: have the opportunity. You're in. First time in 10 years. And it should
0: be noted, according to Bracket Matrix, Nebraska is in the bracket for every single one of the brackets that they follow. So, Nebraska is well, in universally, and they're in as a 9 or a 10 pretty much. every
1: We asked you, are you optimistic about Nebraska and March? We'll get Mitch Sherman's thoughts. He's up with his next from the Athletic at Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager.